This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Oh, baby. It's the calm before the storm, which will potentially interrupt the storm on the other side of it. <laughs> the, the white s- oak before the, the proverbial oh, white oak. I like this. See, that's branding Environment Canada should have been jumping on. The white out <laughs> before the white out. Uh, of course, winter storm warning. You've been hearing it for the last couple of days here on OB. Winter storm warning. I kind of wonder if Calgary is going to have any troubles getting here. For tomorrow's game. Oh, I, I never thought of that. Now, they will have to come in post-game because there's a rule in the NHLPA that you can't fly on a game day. Yeah. So they will play Chicago tonight at the Saddle Dome and then have to get on a plane and come here. So they'll, I don't know, 9, 30, the, 10. They'll get on the plane 11, 11, 15. They'll be here by 1. And from the sound of the storm. Roads will be closed. They'll be stuck in their bus till 5 a.m. There's there's the downside. I mean, it, it sounds like the storm is going to be, there's not going to be a way they could avoid the storm regardless of when they flew in, even if the rules weren't the same, because the Flames have to play Chicago tonight and they have to come and get clobbered by the Jets tomorrow, yeah. he said with all his fingers crossed. Yeah, Tuesday afternoon is when the Colorado low comes in, yep. which is today. <laughs> Terrific Tuesday, by the way. Is Taco it, Tuesday, tequila Tuesday. Is that confirmed? Today is, in fact, Tuesday? Today all is right. Tuesday, so um, they will have to fly tonight and uh, get into the city but all eyes will be on it. By the way, Jacob Markstrom is starting for the Calgary Flames tonight, so it could be back-to-back for Markstrom, or it could it's, be Dan Vladar will be in net for, uh, against the Jets tomorrow night. Yeah, we'll talk We'll talk about the Calgary Flames coming up in our in our third segment. It's Derek Taylor in for Cam Poitras. Well, that was almost a third-person reference. And, of course, the great Jim Toth. And the text line for your text is 204-780-6868. And I should mention that uh, the Winnipeg Police Service will be holding a press conference at 1 o'clock this afternoon at their headquarters inspector sean spike of the majors major crimes division will speak about a recent suspicious death investigation and we will carry that live right after jets at noon at 1 p.m here after the 1 p.m news as soon as it begins uh 680 cjob will be going live to this uh, press conference at the winnipeg police services headquarters they don't do live press conferences very often so that makes me believe this is something this will be some we, breaking news. Folks that, need to know. Yeah, we'll carry live both here on 680 CJOB and on our website. We'll stream it at cjob.com uh, once uh, Jets at Noon is done. All right, let's talk about practice today. The Jets had the day off yesterday. Back to practice this morning in advance of tomorrow's game. The lines were virtually the same, which makes an incredible amount of, amount of sense. Connor Dubois, <laughs> Shifley, Ehlers, Nemesnikov, Wheeler. The one change, Saku Menelainen, looks like he will come back in for Carson Kuhlman. Kuhlman had a team low nine minutes and 19 seconds of ice time versus New Jersey. I'm a, I'm a, I was going to say I'm a big Sacramento line fan. I'm a moderate Sacramento line fan. Uh, uh, Kelly Moore, our, of course, our, our great uh, voice in the pregame show suggesting, Hey, against a team like Calgary, a bigger body like Menaline and could be, would be a, a solid selection. Yeah. It's going to be a physical game for sure. And, you know, I, I think Menelainen's had a good year. I think he's been physical. I think he's, you know, the production hasn't been where it's been, but everything else has been. He's a grinder. He's tough to play against. You pay the price when he's for checking. And uh, I didn't mind Kuhlman's game, but, but I also think that, you know, Menelainen had, had maybe not been up to par of what he'd had been. And and two games is enough to go, you know, have a seat. We're going to give this other guy a look, but then bring you back in, hoping to get more out of you in arguably the biggest game of the year. So I, I don't mind this move at all. I know coaches rarely like to change the lineup 
uh, when they're winning. And and this has been a very winning lineup the past two games and, and the pace that they, they've played with and the energy that I've been going on and on about yesterday. Um, but I don't mind this move just because I, I don't think Metalinian had been horrific, but I didn't mind the move of bringing Kuhlman in, right. getting a bit of a different look, some different energy, and then going back to Metalinian, and he'll be pumped up and excited to be back in the lineup. So I don't mind that move, but uh, the lineup staying the same, I think, was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, um, I said Rick Bonus deserves a, a lot of credit for the genius he came up with, the lines and moving Shifley to the wing, and the success it paid off with how well the team played in the past two games. Um, I, I think I would retract that statement if he had messed with this lineup going into tomorrow <laughs> night. Well, and, and that was one of the questions. Would you change anything going into tomorrow's game? The answer for me would be no. Don't even look at it. Don't breathe on it. Uh, you know, under the watch pot never boils. Just just let it be. Just let it do its own. Don't don't try to measure anything. Don't talk to anybody. Try to remember exactly where you stepped. <laughs> Where'd on. you what'd you eat? Eat it again. <laughs> eat it exa- when did you go to sleep? Sleep then? Because we don't know everything, right? These guys have advanced, these guys have deep analytics and biometrics and stuff. Just whatever. Just do it. Just do it exactly the same. 12 goals in two games is the most they've scored in a two-game span this season. The previous two times they put up 12, they scored five and four in the following games. So Calgary's got to find six or five. That's a pretty good spot for the Jets to be in. This, this is a nice run. Don't mess with it and just let it be. I haven't heard the clips from practice today. We'll, of course, have them all the way throughout on in our sports and then in, on the sports show with Christian Amell. If anybody says, you know what, we're not looking at the standings for tomorrow's game against Calgary. We don't care if they come in tied. We don't, we don't, we're not looking at the standings. Will you believe that? Uh, no. And, and okay, you, know, good. you know what? Rick Bonus has addressed this earlier in the year, and so have some of the players, that they look, they pay attention. And, and he made mention of that when they were, were fighting for first and then in January when they were in first ahead of Dallas. And he said that. He goes, we are, are taking this as a sense of pride. I, we look at the standings because we're in the top of the division, in the top of the West, and then took over first for a while. And the reason we're looking at it is we still have to take care of our business, but he said, I want them to take pride in this. I want them to understand that you're being hunted now, that you're not the one trying to scratch and claw, to have pride in that and to know that you've accomplished something and that other teams are coming for you. Now they came for you and they passed you, several of them, and now you're in the, <laughs> the second wild card. So I and they have been open about that, more open than any other year for Jets players and coaches than I can recall ever. Uh, acknowledging the fact that they look at the standings and and even Mason Appleton, I believe it was in the last post game, uh, said uh, yes on the walk off interview and the on the broadcast Sunday said we're all Vancouver fans right now as that game was underway and they're yeah. going to be going to their post game workouts and watching. So I don't know how you can't be right. Like I, I think you want to know where you sit and and I thought that when Calgary pulled out that win against Vancouver. Um, that was on the Friday, I think, but against Anaheim, sorry, the, when they pulled out the win in Anaheim, I thought they're probably sitting there going, okay, Wednesday, go time. Yeah. Or, you know, as opposed to it's still go time Wednesday, but we have that cushion. But, you know, and, and, and to quote Mason Appleton, or to paraphrase rather Mason Appleton, I would assume they're all Chicago Blackhawks fans tonight. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. We hear, I hear it in every sport. No, we're not focused on the standings. We're focused on this week. Come on, you know. Brian you, you Little was know. the you Brian know. Little was the, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Brian Little was the only guy to ever tell me that, and it was during the lockout, the fifty-six game season when they were skating at the Iceplex, 
And I'd go out there once or twice a week and just talk about the process. Andrew Ladd was the guy talking about it. But I talked to Brian Little. And I'm like, so what do you do now? Like, are you – because a lot of guys are even saying they're bored that they can't even watch a game tonight. And he's like, I I love hockey. I love playing it. I don't really pay attention. I said, are you – Oh, wow. I, and I yeah. said, well, NFL guy or whatever. He goes, no, I just – I love playing the sport and I, I love competing. Um, but I, you know, watch different things. And I he goes, I'll – have a game on on the NFL, but he said, I don't really, he was the only guy I knew who wouldn't actually go because they all have friends too, right? They all have ex teammates in the show or guys they from their hometown or whatever Yeah, that go, Oh, you know, so-and-so is playing from against Minnesota tonight. I'll check out a period. Uh, and he was just like, no, I'll look at, he goes, I'll get up in the morning and look at the scoreboard and stuff. But I don't really half the time. Once a week, maybe I know where we're sitting and stuff. And I was just blown <laughs> away by that. I Some, was like, whereas yeah. Mark Shifley goes, I go home. And I think Mark Shifley at one point talked about taking notes during games. Like yeah. on a practice day like today, would go home and watch two games, two to three games, and look at things and study them and, and stuff. So everybody's different. But Brian Little was the only guy who actually, I believed, never looked at the standings or didn't do it more than once a week. Yeah. I I've talked to guys who said, you know, I, I play the sport, but uh, I, I'd rather, I could do something else. I think I we just, all have this a is my like way to that, be competitive, right? right? Yeah. Like Brian little amazing at hockey, like relative to the general population, amazing at hockey. You don't have to be in love with it. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Cause, uh, yeah. Rob Lowe's got a new show on Netflix, right? <laughs> like we were talking Back about to yesterday. Rob Lowe again. There you go. Man, he looks young. All right, here's the question for you at 204-780-6868, and I will post it to Jim Toth in the final 90 seconds we have in this segment. Uh, who do you want for the Jets in the first round? Or who do you not want for the Jets in the first round? Vegas is in first. Uh, 103 points, three points clear. Jets are 0-3 against Vegas. L.A. is second on 100 points. One and two are the Jets against the Kings. Edmonton on 99 points. White hot. The Jets are two and one against the Edmonton Oilers. With what you know of those three teams, who do you want for the Jets in round number one should the Jets get there? This is a tough question because I love everything about L.A. I think they're built for playoff hockey, and I think they'll even be harder to score on and everything else. The Oilers have really impressed me. And if people, yep. longtime listeners of this show know, I detest the Oilers and always have. <laughs> um, I don't think they're deep enough and all that kind of stuff. And goaltending is the question. But the way they're playing um, has been phenomenal. I've watched about four games this past month, and I'm like, these guys are ready for the playoffs. They are geared up and playing high-caliber hockey at this time. But they still have poor goaltending. Yeah. Um, you sound like you almost want Vegas. Even and so though they're Vegas, in first. I would take Vegas, even though they're in wow. first. I'm, I'm still not sold on Vegas. I still think that this team could play better than the games they have against Vegas. Um, so for the teams that are ready for the playoffs and be the toughest playoff out, I think it's the Kings right now. A close second would be the Oilers, but I don't trust the Oilers goaltending. And, and the Which Oilers, great the Oilers the could score in the playoffs six goals a game. They could, but they're going to have to, I think. Yeah. Um, and then the Vegas Golden Knights, I just, I'll put it to you this way. I think that the Jets could vary, not easily, but it's 50-50. Vegas, Dallas, and Minnesota in a seven-game series, I wouldn't bet against the Jets. I like that. I but like that. the Kings and the Oilers are, and of course, Colorado. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. I was pointing for the stinger. <laughs> I know, but you're supposed to go, hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hi. The one-minute power play with Sarah McCarthy. <laughs> Sarah McCarthy. Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> during a snowstorm where you yeah. don't really want to travel, what 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 kind of things do you end up doing? 
snacks. Oh, Comfort okay. Food, snacks. Hopefully, people have gone to the grocery store already. But if not, it's too late. You know, I you guess, don't watch movies now. <laughs> What I'll now? Watch TV. <laughs> what are we talking? Are we talking chips and popcorn, Pop- crudite, well, olives? Like, what are we doing here? I'm a little bit over olives. the popcorn this week because we've had popcorn That's at work the past two weeks. But popcorn is one of my favorite snacks. So you could eat that popcorn um, in a shower; it'd still be too salty. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Just the way I like it, it's though. Been Just a the lot. way. Uh, I like cheesies, like the Hawkins cheesies. Oh my god, oh, oh, favorite. I know there's glass between um, us, and we only just kind of met in person a couple days ago. But true. I want to reach through there and hug you. It's true. Have you had, and this is my tip to everybody, have you had Hawkins cheesies directly from the freezer? No. Dear goodness. I've never heard of this. Put Hawkins okay. cheesies in the freezer. Okay. Because there's, no, there's not moisture in them, right? So yeah. they don't freeze solid. They freeze an explosion of flavor in your, oh, it's unbelievable. That does sound There was good. a listener, a curler, who told me that when I mentioned Hawkins on the end. Then Ken Weeb doubled down and texted me and said, she's right. The Hawkins mm-hmm. in the freezer, and I'm like, this is a new, this is a whole new world. Yeah, it is. It I'll really, have to try. it really works. So, or maybe, you know, maybe out in the Colorado low, and then just exactly. pick them in. Yeah, exactly. Just stand outside. <laughs> That's your one minute power play. It's your one minute power play with Sarah Slay McCarthy. Thanks, guys. Driving <laughs> back to Dryden. Hopefully, <laughs> name of my the, debut album for the news. That's not bad, actually. That's Driving like a, back to Dryden. That's like the unreleased tracks from the tragically. Sarah hip. McCarthy sings the blues on her new album, Driving Back to Dryden. Uh, from the text line, 204-780-6868. Uh, Peter says maybe the Flames won't make it. They'll have to move it to a season-ending game with both teams tied. Oh, could you imagine a one-and-done? If I have ever prayed to the weather gods, and I probably haven't, <laughs> make that happen. I've Peter, ta- that's awesome. I've talked about this with Cam and, and some of our listeners before, but the idea of a play-in game. I am all about. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't think I would be. Uh, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. the one through eight, but just hear me now and listen to me later. Or wait a minute, listen to me now, <laughs> hear me later. Um, so say it comes down to Calgary, Winnipeg, eighth and ninth, and the season ends on the Sunday. You wouldn't want a one and done game to see who starts the playoffs on Thursday between the eighth and ninth seed. Winner no, take I, all. I don't want it in the NCAA tournament. I don't want it in the NBA. That what ten teams baseball? make the playoffs malarkey. Baseball does a three game series now, but they had a one and done game for hey, a while. I hated that. I hated that. Te- teams that worked all year long. That way they would do with teams that worked all year long and won hundred games would all of a sudden. But both be teams shellacked. Worked all game long and what? Now the reason it wouldn't be viable in the East is because I think there's like a ten or twelve point difference between the eighth seed and the ninth seed. Yeah. So now you burnt the eighth seed. I get what you're saying there. Um, but in the West, with no, how tight it is. I want tanking, Jim. I think the Vancouver Canucks this tanking. year are a disgrace. They no. had those big run of games. They they no. lessened their chance at getting Connor Bedard only to miss the playoffs. A, how do you sell a ticket in February to a team that's tanking? Like, it's a business, right? Buy a ticket in February, and you can be first in line for season tickets when we get Connor Bedard. Boom, sales <laughs> tactic. And done. if you don't get Bedard? Now I'm in line for nothing. You draft Victor Wenbanyama instead of him going to the NBA first overall. I don't know. You Imagine the, the drama around that. Like even in the Tank. standings in the East here. So here's what it would be. So you have you have Pittsburgh in the second wild card with 86 points. Florida has 85. Pittsburgh and Florida. So say even Pittsburgh has a three point lead and the season ends. Okay. 
The eighth seed plays the ninth seed. Pittsburgh, Florida, one and done, and the winner goes to the first round of the playoffs. Who's who's in tenth then? Who, eight nine. Is there any race for ninth? Buffalo in that is in tenth. So Pittsburgh has eighty six points. Florida is on the outside looking in at eighty five, and Buffalo has eighty one. So there's there's not much drama. Four points with five well, games still, to go. But with five games to go, Buffalo is still kicking around. They just need four points to get that wild card by. And then look at the West. Like the West is Winnipeg has 89 points. The Flames have 87 and Nashville has 84. So Winnipeg and say it's Winnipeg, Calgary. One and done on Monday night. Season ends Sunday afternoon. There's two wild card games Monday night and the playoffs start Wednesday and Thursday of that week every year. But you just do the two wild card teams. Their series start on Thursday. Well, why not? Nashville plays Calgary. The winner plays Winnipeg and the winner go, gets the eighth seed. That's too many. That's what the end. That's kind of what the NBA does. Yeah, it's that's dumb. though. 10 teams make the play, make the playoffs. Yeah. There's four the teams that make the play in tournament. Now you have another tournament and then you got to get in and then you got, that's just you too gotta many. Do it, in that case, you'd have to do it far enough away because uh, you know, uh, a team, Calgary, in this circumstance, maybe flying back home from somewhere. Then they'd have to fly out to play their opponent in the 1 8 yes. matchup. Yes. Really, we got to fly twice in short order. So you have to carve out enough and, time and for you, them to do that. And you know why? You should have been better all year. Well, so don't look the gift they horse were good in the enough mouth. to win the. You have to wrap up a game no. at the end of the regular season in Colorado. God, just. And then you fly home that night to host Calgary on Monday. Calgary just finished their season in Anaheim. They're flying directly to Winnipeg. And Monday night is a one-and-done game to who starts the playoffs on Thursday. What if, now just go with me on this, what if Chicago and San Jose played a one-and-done to play Arizona? No. The winner of that would no, then no, no, play. No, no, oh, no, 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 we're not. You're going, so we're not going that far. No. We're not getting just, all the losers in there. It's, just some of the losers get to come into and the then playoffs. How, how would the regular season change for the top seven teams? Like if you're in seventh, like Seattle, how would your cha- your season change to avoid that play-in game? You have 92 points with 76 games. Winnipeg has 89 points. You're three points ahead of them. Do not mess up these last five games of the regular season or you are in a play-in game. But if you are the- successful in these last five games, you avoid that and you just outright make the playoffs. But you're, the alternative would be don't mess this up or you're not in the playoffs at all. That's, well, yeah, that's, but, a, that's a stronger but then you have incentive. You drop than, down three seeds. But, but you get my point. Yeah, like the seventh yeah, seed I, has I incentive to finish strong and avoid the playing game. The bottom two of that have to fight to get into the playing game. But you're, and then it's a one and done. The it just it, you're like, treating avoid the playoff game like it's more an incentive so, than avoid missing the playoffs entirely. Say avoid it, missing the playoffs is is the disastrous. Well, in this season, yeah, but it's nobody's going to nobody's going to try to get into the playing game. Everybody's going to try to avoid the playoff. The Nobody from above game. is going to try to get into the playoff game, you mean? Nobody below either. Everybody who's trying to get in the playoffs isn't going to look for the eighth seed. They're going to look for the seventh seed, so they don't even have to bother with the, the one and done. Right, but if you're if you're in 12th, you're going to try you're going to shoot for ninth and hope you hit seventh. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I see. yeah uh, yep. Like Calgary's goal wouldn't be to finish with 89 points and tied with Winnipeg. It'd be to get to 93 and beat Seattle. Yeah. And same with Winnipeg. Winnipeg, the next three games, are worried about Calgary, worried about Calgary, worried about catching Seattle. Half the teams already make the playoffs, and that's already too many. Yeah, that's I've already, heard that except argument, Except for its too, numerical perfection of I just remember, like, years ago, the Astros went to New York for a one-and-done. And I think it was 
oh, Dallas Keuchel against Garrett Cole or not not Garrett Cole, somebody else. But they didn't start Garrett Cole, the Astros. They went with Dallas Keuchel just because he was good against the Yankees that year. Right. And everybody was like, why aren't you starting Garrett Cole here? And it was because they won the game 3 nothing, and then their first round of the playoffs, they had Garrett Cole good to go. To start, so but then I was the one the guy thinking like it's the Jays and Marcus Stroman one and done against Baltimore and Baltimore had lit him up all year. He had an eleven ERA and John <laughs> Gibbons said I don't care about analytics I care about a guy's heart and this kid's got it I believe in him and nobody thought he was right until Marcus Stroman pitched six innings and I, got them into the, the playoffs. The drama around that, HDMH, I think is unbelievable compared to the seasons over Sunday. You made the playoffs, you wait three or four days, and then your seven game series starts. Put some drama in it on a Monday, well, one and done game. Who doesn't like a game seven? It's a game one that has the game seven feel. So why don't we do the whole thing in game ones? No. Do World Cup style, now you're, now, Champions League style, home and home. Because now you don't home and home total now goals. You have too many games and not enough time. Total goal. Dude, the CFL playoffs are one game. Let's go. So let me put it to you this way: So they go to Minnesota and Am Colorado. I'm gonna hate this too because they I'm hating to, all this. They go so to far. Minnesota and Colorado to wrap up the season. By the time they get to Minnesota, they solidified that playoff spot. So they play Minnesota and Colorado, but the whole week they know they're coming back on Monday to face either Calgary or Nashville. Yeah. The whole week. Mail it's it not Wednesday just we're in Minnesota, we got two more games to go, and the playoffs start a week and a half from now, and blah, 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 blah. It's do what you can against Minnesota and Colorado, but on Monday night you have a game against either Calgary or Nashville to see if you get in. You've, you've solidified the playing series, so you're good, right? but you have a one and done. I just think that already exists. Nine is fighting to be eight instead of 10 fighting to be nine or teams avoiding fighting to avoid. But you're nine. adding six days of more interest in into the last two games of the regular season, which may already be there depending Maybe, on the season. Yeah. So it's, it's all right. I've gone on enough. I just think it would be intense. And I, I know so many people have always said, well, why not do it with four teams and this, and that because you just on the Monday night with two days or three days to go before the playoffs start, it's something to watch. NBA, baby. Seven plays eight. Seven, the winner gets in. Eight plays the winner of nine and ten. Goes home too for many, that game. Too many teams. It's like three games. Too many teams. <laughs> it's too, there's too many teams in the playoffs. For two the one and dones Monday night. One in the East, one on the West. But the NHL would schedule them both at 7.05 Enjoy Eastern. Enjoy your Tuesday yeah. because Wednesday the real playoffs start, and there's your drama for the week. Yikes. 204-780-6868. This is an important point from one te- texter with uh, Wednesday being Pride Night when the Calgary Flames are here. Uh, one texter says, will Vlad Nemestikov wear the Pride warm-up jersey? From the Jets today, their director of communications, Scott Brown, all the players will wear the pride jersey on Wednesday. They will not have uh, the special tape on their sticks, but they will tape sticks to be auctioned off, but they won't be using pride taped sticks during warm-up. I, I don't know the reason for that. I, I have no idea whatsoever. They will all be wearing pride jerseys, which is a credit to the Winnipeg Jets and the city of Winnipeg over, I don't know, St. Louis becoming the most recent team to go, yeah, you know what? We believe in this, but we don't really believe in this. So here you go. I don't know why this needs to be pointed out to some National Hockey League teams like the New York Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. But through the course of time, whenever you wanted to avoid controversy, when did ignoring it always go well? When did we Chicago just Blackhawks tried? And we just well, won't take part, and this will alleviate 
whatever we're trying to avoid, as opposed to just taking it on. Yeah. We're doing it, and we got two players that don't want to be a part of it. Or I, we're doing it, and everybody's on board. Like, the idea that you're just not going to do it from some of these teams is so asinine to me. Hockey culture for 30-plus years. I quit hockey at 15 because I was like midget B or whatever it was, and it was just all fighting by that point. And I'm like, I don't I don't care. I don't care enough to be here. Since that day, hockey culture has just bothered me to some real extent. Like, the game of hockey itself is fascinating with – Five guys in a goalie switching, you know, random points yeah. in every 40 seconds. Here's new guys, and we're getting matchups, uh, that part. But uh, so, so much of it troubles me so, so very much. You can't just wear a jersey for fans that come to it's support you. Like the you Russian wear the jersey for war, every somebody other. Somebody be like, I don't want to participate in a certain night around that. It, there's so many reasons why, and they don't get rid of any other night. Yeah. And and I'm I'm being, you imagine, I'm being well, facetious here, but they had Filipino Awareness Night, which was awesome. And maybe there's a player in the league whose country had a war with the Philippines, and they don't get along or whatever. And a player goes, "I don't want to take part in that. I I had some family who passed away in the war or what? Like, my point is, is I really support, even though I disagree with people's opinions, for them to have their opinions. I really do. Yeah. More so than I am disappointed that people don't embrace this night. If you don't want to embrace it, that's fine. I do. I think it's a great thing, and I think hockey is for everybody. But the idea that we should, you know, not allow people to say I don't agree with it, it doesn't sit well with me. It sits worse with me than the oh. fact that somebody doesn't want to take part, and I support it. The Stahl brothers, are. feel free to say that. Feel free. And, and Absolute nonsense, but feel do. free to say but that. we're not getting rid of the night because of it. No. And that's that's the thing. And I, I, we're I, doing this for a point. And so for the this is the more I'm not as disappointed in individual players like James Reimer and the stalls for not wanting to take part in that. That's disappointing, but I fully support your right to do that. What bothers me is when organizations like St. Louis yeah. and the Rangers go, we're not even we're gonna avoid it altogether. Who are you why what are you helping here? Even if you disagree with the purpose of the night. It's not going away. Yeah. San Jose, I think, did the same thing. So why are you just like, just have the night, allow your players who don't believe in it and don't want to take part to not take part and continue with it. It, To me, it's the minorities dictating to the majority because the majority doesn't have the stones to just stand up for what they believe in. I, and it, it's too much to ask from hockey, like basketball might be able to pull it off the NBA I'm not sure who else, but I, I I just at the point where okay, if you don't want to wear the warm up jersey, if you think you're more important than your teammates, you don't have to wear it. But you're not playing tonight. You want to play, you're going to wear this jersey. I want a team to do that. I want a team to do that so bad I can taste it because you know what? This is important. Yeah, it's important, and I, I'm not going all the way with this conversation. We'll do it off the air because we're on the radio. But it just it drives me bonkers that people do not get that. St. Louis is going to abandon the jerseys because they're trying to protect somebody. Clearly they won't, they don't want to say who it is. Maybe the media will, will ferret it out, but they're they're trying to protect somebody. It's just straight nonsense. So Vlad Domestikov, the whole team will be wearing the pride jerseys on Wednesday. They will then be auctioned. Uh, There will be four groups. I saw on the concourse 
to uh, extra visibility and for folks to learn about what they do for for folks in our community and, and in this case, hockey fans in our community. And Adam Lowry's quote from today is, we arrived at the decision as a team. It's important. We want to make sure our rink, our facility is a welcoming place. Everyone can feel included. Yeah. And that's my point, St. Louis. That's my point, the Rangers. You don't get rid of the night. You just go, fair enough. You don't want to take part. Your decision, good. Yeah. We're making it inclusive for everybody. Yeah. Now, people will argue they're not making it not inclusive, but I will argue that. That's, you're right. And you're, you'd, be, you'd be right to do it. Yeah. And, you know, what are, you, what are your quietly gay players or your quietly gay employees or your outwardly gay employees or whatever. think of you abandoning that night? It's a, it's a hockey game. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to dance with the golden boy at the Pride Parade in Toronto, but you can you can put on the jersey for 10 minutes and make some money for some underfunded groups in your local community. So that will go ahead full speed ahead on Wednesday. We are I am very delighted to hear that. I don't want to say we, but I am very delighted to hear that. I I assume Toth you are too. Yeah. Uh it, it is uh, it is great news and congrats and thanks to the Winnipeg Jets for doing that.